0: Hello, I'm Francine, host of Coping to Care, a podcast series created and produced by Blue Sea Care that features guests who share their expertise and life experiences to empower our loved ones in our community. Our aim is to serve as a friendly resource for seniors and their families. Today, I'd like to introduce our special guest, Fritzie Dione. She is the Director of Education and Advocacy for Age Safe America and a National Association of Home Builders approved instructor for their Certified Aging in Place Specialist designation. Her credentials include CAPS, Certified Senior Advisor, or CSA, Universal Design Certified Professional, and Senior Home Safety Specialist, in addition to her Master of Science from Columbia University. In 2019, the NAHB named Fritzi as their Educator of the Year for her active dedication to aging in place across the US and Canada. Finally, she is the author of Grace and Grit, where she provides wonderful insight to real life challenges of aging for adult children and their parents. Welcome, Fritzy. Thank you so much
1: Francine that was a great introduction and you did a beautiful job with my name.
0: Oh thank you so much I tried. (laughs) So please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a training and consultant leader in the aging in place space.
1: Well when we get to be our own age seasoned professionals that we are there's always a long story to how we get to a particular place Um, and i will give you kind of the last half Um, so i came to california in 2012 uh, after 30 years in new york uh, that included a business ownership for an environmental consulting business and a senior move management business Mm And while I was helping folks downsize and pack and move in that business, um, and I started in senior move management even before it was an industry and people understood that there were companies that could help with that process, I discovered that over the 10 years, we helped about 1,000 families with that d- decision mm-hmm. and the actual packing and moving and downsizing. And I can remember about three individuals who were really excited to be leaving their homes. About three, out of a thousand. thousand. And I knew at that time that really where I wanted to be of service for an encore career would be in aging in place. And my mom's challenges here in California with low vision and some other health issues really kind of drove home the point she wanted to stay home. And so we were doing modifications to her home, small ones as we needed to, uh, to make her safer. And that really started my focus and shifted it from helping people move to community or into assisted living, to really facilitating staying home. And so I took the training, the Certified Aging in Place Specialist Training, Okay, And then uh, I became an instructor and I've been now teaching the course uh, for five years. Uh, It was four and a half years in person. And then we have evolved with the changes that are going on to now um, I teach virtually. So I am I'm live (laughs) Uh, and my students are live. We're just not in the same room anymore. Um, So I teach that, and through Age Safe America, I developed the Senior Home Safety Specialist course, and now um, that's a certification course for professionals, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have in the can, according to the lingo, Mm -hmm. a uh, Family Caregivers Essentials course, too, that we're going to be offering to the public.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Is it going
1: to be sold, or how? I think Family Caregiver's Essentials um, is, um, it's likely to be sold at a very modest uh, price. We, it will, it'll be rolling out in 2021. Um, and through Age Safe America, we are also uh, looking for sponsorships by organizations. So okay. I fully expect that there will be some organizations that will then offer it to their members. Um, at no cost, but that's something we're working on right now.
0: That'll be fantastic. Now, what are some of the most important teachings about senior needs that you provide to members of the National Association of Home Builders?
1: My students for the CAPS training come from lots of professions, so it's remodelers, designers, occupational therapists, physical therapists, real estate um, attorneys, Mm -hmm. Uh, nurses. Some people are looking at this space uh, for encore careers for themselves or looking to build their businesses or shift their businesses. And I think one of the most important things that we discuss is not to look at the market in terms of the numbers like 10,000 boomers you know, turning 65 every day, that's an impossible market. And to really focus their business on addressing people's needs. So mm-hmm. for folks who are well and don't have any specific needs to make changes in their homes, what are the universal recommendations that you would make? What are the important lighting changes? Um, the important changes maybe to the entrance to adding safety bars, it works for everybody, whether you need it now Mm -hmm. or you don't, and whether someone can visit your home more easily. I ask my students sometimes if they have a grandma who doesn't come to visit anymore because TSA makes her take off her shoes or they took away her knitting needles three years ago, and grandmas can make up lots of excuses for not wanting to travel, Mm -hmm. Of course, now we're in the pandemic and that's all shifted. But in the past, grandmas would make up excuses and say, I would rather send you a little money. Come visit me. Well, the real reason she's not visiting you is the bathroom next to her guest room is very difficult for her. And she can't say that to you. She can't say, I wish you would fix your bathroom for me. Or I can't get up those stairs very easily. Grandma's never going to say that. Right. So she's just going to make up some excuse about the airfare and the airport and all of that. So one of the recommendations is to look even at our own homes and what are the things that we can do to make our own homes more visitable by others. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the kinds of teaching. Um, And another one that I do is about for folks with different kinds of physical needs and challenges as well as cognitive challenges, that there are some very specific recommendations and working with other professionals, working with healthcare professionals or care managers to make sure that there's a really good overall look at the home environment um, and really pointing towards safety. So life safety, you know, making sure all of the alarms and those systems are working in the house, but Mm -hmm. personal safety. And um, I'm a huge proponent of great lighting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you can just get me started on that topic and Mm -hmm. we'll be here all afternoon.
0: (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I I can understand there's so many things, especially if they can't hear because I remember we had to put in a louder doorbell for my mom and then get a special phone so she could hear better when the phone rings and you know, adjusting the toilet seat and you know, the shower. So I bet you there's tons of, tons of stuff in that course. Now, how long does it take for your students to earn their certified aging in place or CAPS designation?
1: It's uh, three full days. Okay. So yeah, it's eight to four, three days. Um, and depending on a person's schedule um, the classes do build on each other but if you can't do three days in a row I do teach every month so a student could take one day this month and one day next month Mm -hmm. but it's a total of seven full hours Um, and there's an exam at the end of each day I mean that's part of what Uh, To qualify as any kind of a certification, there has to be an exam. It's the same with the Senior Home Safety Specialist.
0: Right. So
1: there's, you know.
0: Also, you have that, but Mm -hmm. you don't teach that.
1: That's an online course.
0: Oh, I see. The Senior
1: Home Safety Specialist is uh, an online course. So someone can, that's a five-hour course that has Mm -hmm. 17 modules in it. um, And that's a holistic look at senior safety. So Mm -hmm. there's a huge focus on the house. We have a number of modules on the exterior and interior for home safety. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: some bigger topics, um, communicating with seniors and their families, fire safety, scams and identity theft, um, safety for uh, folks with Alzheimer's and the dementias. There's some specific safety tips for that. So we Mm -hmm. cover a broad range of Mm -hmm. topics in that class.
0: Oh, okay, very interesting.
1: Blue Sea Care provides comprehensive care management to seniors and their families. Services include complete physical care for seniors who want to maintain their independence and state of health. The caregiving is combined with Art to Wellness, a program which uses the therapeutic benefits of the arts to assist with cognitive care for seniors. You can learn more about Blue Sea Care's programs at www.blueseacare.com.
0: Now, um, because of all your experience, you decided to put all those stories in a book and it's uh, called Grace and Grit. I'll hold it up here. I don't know if you can see it. It might disappear, but, um, there's some great chapters and I can relate to so many since I had an elderly mom and dad. And, um, so could you talk a little bit about your book, Grace and Grit? Um, Sure. Um, I had, maybe you can hold it up since mine kind of disappeared with my background. There There we
1: go. Very nice. Okay. Um, I had collected stories Um, and experiences with families during my senior move management years. And when I came to California and was starting a business from scratch, I went to networking meetings and I would introduce myself, but I didn't have anything to really talk about to other business people. So I would say, I'm writing a book. And that usually is enough to get a conversation started. Well, then I would go home and I'd say, but you're not writing a book. It just says book on your laptop. You have a folder, you have some stuff in there, but it's not a book. So either write the book or get rid of the, get rid of your networking speech, or, you know, just do it. So a good friend of mine through the Senior Move Management Association said to me, if you have 10 stories, that's all you need for a book. So I sat down and I decided on my 10 stories And I said, okay, and now I'm going to do it. So that's really where grace and grit evolved from, because I just couldn't bear not to share the experiences that these families had and the learnings for the different generations. Because so many times, I mean, I was the grown daughter. I was, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to manage my mom sometimes, and she didn't want to be managed and all of that, right? So... (laughs) It's. I wanted a book where the moms and the children who were trying their best could both have voices and for a moment could see perhaps each other's point of view that they might not see in real life. Mm-hmm. And so, but each of them is different. And I have to confess that when I named it Grace and Grit, which I loved as a title, and I think there's at least two other books that have used that as part of their title. I have to confess that, too. But at first I thought it was, gee, you know, the book is really about me. I was so graceful, but I stuck it out. The stories really evolved so that those special um, components of who we are, the grace and the grit, are really demonstrated by the families in the story by different members of the families who demonstrate in some stories it's grace, in some stories it's not so grace. (laughs) Right. Um, And in a lot of stories it is grit. I mean, it is the stick-to-itiveness, the getting through some tough decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really how it came to be. I just, I couldn't bear to not do it. But I really had to hold my own feet to the fire to get it done.
0: Well, good for you, because I'm I'm so happy that you sent me a copy of the book. And some of these chapters are, you know, I can relate to them totally. Um, uh, Talk to me. Don't talk to my daughter. Always remember, he chose you. And then another one, just like her father, except I could divorce him. And um, I can't live another day around all these Old people, um, do I have to do this anymore? And then, this one especially. Everything appeared to be fine. When did these changes happen, and why didn't we notice?
1: Yeah, I, each of those are um, they're. Sep- I mean, they're they are separate stories, but they have such common threads for so many of us don't talk to my daughter, talk to me. How many times have we gone with a family member to a physician and the physician talks to you and not to your mom or dad or aunt who is the patient because they think you're the one that's going to listen? You know, that was in the book really talks to, to daughters and families and, and business owners in terms of don't talk to my daughter. But we've all experienced it whether it's in that kind of a moment or in a physician's office or somewhere else. And, and so there's lots of ways that the, the stories can tie into our lives. If you have one minute, there, yes. there is the story about Lois and her son, the one that says, I can't live with these old people anymore. Right. And Lois is a very flamboyant personality sculptor painter she's in her 80s and she's moving into assisted living and her son is very patiently helping his flamboyant mother get ready for this move and he is graciously accommodating what she would like to give out of her household items to her boyfriend who is 30 years her junior and about the same age as the son So we have this kind of dynamic going on. I mean, the son is trying to fix the chair that mom is going to take, and the mom is saying, well, I think that the nicer patio set needs to go to my boyfriend. You already have one, she says to the son. Um, So she moves into assisted living, and unbeknownst to those of us who were also helping her pack and move and get rid of the 300 pounds of sculpting clay in the basement, donated to an art school, Um, we arrive with, you know, four wardrobe boxes of clothes for her closet, only to discover that the boyfriend has been taking her clothes over and filling the closet for a whole week at the assisted living because she had prepaid the rent. So now we arrive with the clothes for her closets and there was no closet space left. So it's kind of making adjustments. And she's flamboyant as ever you know she's flirting with the movers i mean it was just it was such a kick Mm. the story really is that the woman who i chose to be the copy editor for my book was a former english teacher a woman in she was 83 at the time lived two doors from my mom and i asked her she would read my manuscript for punctuation <clears throat> and grammar and she has the book she has the binder for quite a while <clears throat> and she brings it back one day excuse me I just need to sure <clears throat> she brings it back <clears throat> and she says I'm sorry I got lost in the stories I had to go back and read it for punctuation but she said there weren't that many punctuation problems so <clears throat> turns out She, the woman in the book is Lois, the flamboyant one. Mm -hmm. My copy editor has a younger sister who is 80 now, right? She's 83, The younger sister's 80, whose name is Lois. Lois, ah. Lois's entire life, she has been flamboyant. And the older sister, for 80 years, has been trying to calm her down, get her to be rational, get her to just be like everybody else in the family. And it's never worked. And so she sat with that chapter and felt such compassion in her heart for her own sister because she was able to see her in a way she hadn't seen in 80 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting.
1: And, and she said, I called my sister and I said, it's okay to be crazy and wear purple and do what, all of the things that you do. I'm okay with it, you know? And the, the, the younger sister was like, great, it's been 80 years. I'm glad you got over me. <laughs> but, right. it, but it was, so f- for me as an author, those mm-hmm. moments are irreplaceable.
0: Mm-hmm. That's and, why it- and. and someone. Yes,
1: and so you found a story, and things changed, and I didn't notice, you know, that there's, there's a, there's a, enough of a variety of people's experiences, I think, that we can all find, find something in the book.
0: That's wonderful. Now, in closing, what is your favorite chapter, and can you expand a little bit about one chapter that might be really close to you? <sighs> Even though I know grace and is for everyone, but (laughs) you mentioned that there was one chapter that really resonated with you, if you don't mind sharing. Um,
1: Yes, well, the the last chapter is the story of my mom. Uh, She very much intended to stay in her home. And that really is my transition from move management into aging in place and learning the things that I did to help her. and a lot of the chapter is about the things that we had in common. There were many parallels in our lives. Uh, I dedicated the book to her. She was my first best friend. And um, she was widowed just before I was born. So Fritzy is a version of my dad's nickname. And his remains came home from the war The week I was born, and that's when I was christened, was at his funeral. And so she and I had a kind of a different relationship, I think, um, from the first week, the first day. Um, And we stayed close. And she and her mom were close, so we had good role models for how to be friends as well as mother and daughter. And as it turned out, we were each widowed the second time um, for each of us in 2003, so there were there were parallels in our lives that were um, pretty amazing. But she was valiant in her efforts and steadfast in her remaining at home, but being proactive, walking in the morning with her friends. You know, getting up at five o'clock in the morning, going for the walk meeting people, continuing to volunteer, just being as active as she could in the community until she was tired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's really the, her story, is that one. Um, and the, the other part that's very interesting about the book is the prologue, you meet, um, you meet me in the kitchen, cooking for a group of friends, which leads to my senior move management business. But you meet my son in the prologue. He's about eight. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: in the epilogue, you meet him again at 28 when Mm -hmm. the book is done and we are having a conversation about these stories and my life and his grandmother and his wisdom Mm -hmm. that's in the epilogue um, is also a very important part of my message. And that's my gift to myself, is really mm-hmm. listening to his wisdom for me and mm-hmm. uh, for others.
0: That's wonderful. Well, I hope that people will get your book. It's available on Amazon. And it's Grace and Grit by Fritzi Rowe die. Um. So... Thank you so much. Anything else you would like to say before we close?
1: I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation. I'm so busy so many times just talking about home modifications and lighting and switches that being able to get back to talking about the book has really been a delight this afternoon. And I'm, I'm hoping that people will, will find, your, your listeners will find some interest in lighting or in reading.
0: Great. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great afternoon.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Thank you.